Imagine you're Cain, and you are sick of your brother Abel. He always goes around and does what he's supposed to, helps other people without being asked, and always obeyed mom and dad growing up. He's literally the worst. I mean, who likes obeying your parents? Well, apparently Abel did. You, on the other hand, always found the most joy in spending all of your energy in figuring out how to do the least amount of work without getting in trouble. And now that Abel's a shepherd and you're a farmer, not much has changed. Abel works diligently with his sheep every day while you sleep late and hope that your crops turn out all right. Today is the day to give your offering to God, and Abel prepared some of his best sheep for his offering. You? Well, you kind of forgot, and when you saw Abel preparing his offering, you slapped some of your crops on a plate and rushed out to join him. As you both presented your offerings to God, he accepted Abel's but rejected yours. Angry, you turn away from the Lord, but he calls you back. He says that you'll be accepted if you do what is right. In a huff, you turn your back on God and jog towards your brother. You've never sought to do what is right, and you're not going to start today. You plaster a smile on your face and say, Abel, wait up. Let's head out to the fields. I want to get your advice with some crops I'm having trouble with. As the two of you head toward the fields, you slowly pick up a large rock and hide it behind your back. I'm Pastor Michael, and this is Chicken and Waffles, the Bible podcast for preteens, where learning and obeying God's Word creates preteens that are unique and unforgettable, just like Chicken and Waffles. Hey, preteens, Pastor Michael here. I am so glad you are with me today and you're back. You know, after our recent episode on Genesis 1, I heard from one of my listeners, Hudson, who's in the sixth grade, and he told me, I really liked your podcast today. I have the case for a creator for kids, and I know what the cosmological constant is. It is amazing how God made everything in the universe. Hudson, thank you for listening. Man, I am so glad that you give me a few minutes each week and listen, and I am pumped that you have already heard of the cosmological constant. I think that is super cool that you already knew what that was. You know, I love hearing from you chicken and wafflers out there. It is so great to know that you're listening, you are putting God's Word into practice, and I love hearing from you. And I want to hear from you specifically. So you can go out to my website, chickenandwafflespodcast.com, click on the microphone, and then leave me a 20-second voicemail about how you have obeyed God's Word recently. I would love to be able to hear from you and maybe be able to use it in a future episode. Well, today we are in Genesis chapter 4, and here we find the account of two brothers. You've probably heard of them, Cain and Abel. So let's start off with our first question. What does it mean? That's our chicken question. You know what? If you've got a brother or if you are a brother, you know that sometimes siblings, but especially brothers, don't always get along. 
Brothers can be the best of friends in one moment and the worst of enemies right in the next moment. You know, I've got a brother. He's a few years older than me. And you know what? Growing up, he was a pretty good big brother. We did a lot of things together. He was always kind to let me play with his friends and all of that. And one of my favorite memories of me and my brother was a Christmas. And we would spend the night together in his room. And my parents had said, Michael, David, you have to stay in your room until it's Christmas, right? And so we stayed up. We stayed up and we waited until it was midnight. And right at midnight, we were like, it's Christmas. That's what mom and dad said. And so then we crept downstairs to look at the presents and we even got into our stockings, right? But we had to go super quiet because the stairs were right next to uh, my parents' bedroom. But you know what happened? My parents caught us. Somehow it's like they knew what we were going to do and they came down, they got us. And we had to sleep on their floor until at least six o'clock, right? That's one of my most favorite memories of my brother. But guess what? It wasn't always like that. There would be other times where we would not get along and we would be enemies and we would, you know, yell at each other, say not nice things to each other, you know, all that kind of stuff. It happens when you got siblings and when you got brothers. And so let's see what happens today between Cain and Abel two brothers. We're going to read Genesis chapter 4 and verses 3 through 8. When it was time for the harvest, Cain presented some of his crops as a gift to the Lord. Abel also brought a gift, the best of the firstborn lambs from his flock. The Lord accepted Abel and his gift, but he did not accept Cain and his gift. This made Cain very angry and he looked dejected. Why are you so angry? The Lord asked Cain. Why do you look so dejected? You will be accepted if you do what is right, but if you refuse to do what is right, then watch out. Sin is crouching at the door, eager to control you, but you must subdue it and be its master. One day, Cain suggested to his brother, let's go out into the fields. And while they were in the field, Cain attacked his brother Abel and killed him. Now, we don't know why God didn't accept Cain's offering. It says that Abel offered some of the best of his flock, while Cain only offered some of his crops or you know during the old testament it was normally an animal that was offered uh you know as an offering to the lord not crops and so we don't really know what the specific reason was but for whatever the reason was god did not accept cain's offering but he accepted abel's and so as a result he corrected cain Now, in this moment, Cain had a choice. He could have accepted God's correction or rejected God's correction. That's really the only two options he had there. Now, let's be honest with each other. Nobody likes to be corrected. I don't like to be corrected, and I especially didn't like to be corrected when I was a kid, because the thought that we didn't get something right can make us feel like we're not good enough or smart enough or that we're weak or that someone doesn't like us, all those kind of things. You know what my typical first response to being corrected is? I want to prove that my way is right. Yeah, you know, I can sometimes not be very humble. And, you know, I've even been known to hurt my wife, Mrs. Chicken and Waffles, feelings before because of that. I want to prove that I'm right, even though what she's saying is right. Why is that? Because we're filled with pride. 
and we think that our way is the right way, even if it's not. So what, what is the purpose of correction? Why do we get corrected? Well, I want to read to you Proverbs 10, 17. People who accept discipline are on the pathway to life, but those who ignore correction will go astray. So you get corrected so you'll stay on the right path, the pathway to life, so that you can then succeed later on. Now, did Cain accept his correction? No, he did not listen to God, and he went off and he killed his brother, uh, as if it was Abel's fault that God rejected him. And so as a result, God gave him a consequence and banished him from his family. See, if Cain had accepted the correction, he could have learned how to worship God correctly and then still had a long and happy life with his brother. Instead, he rejected God's correction and received a severe punishment. You ever been there before? If you had just accepted the correction, everything would have been fine. But you fought against it, and then things just got worse. And that's what happened with Cain. So what I want you to remember, what does this mean? I want you to remember our big idea today is that godly correction is good for me. Now, what's our second question? What should I do? That's the waffle part, right? Because I want you to always remember that reading God's Word should affect the decisions I make and the actions I take. Now, God corrects us in various ways. He can correct us through His Word, the Bible, or through His Holy Spirit. Or for you, right now at this time in your life, He can correct you through your parents. Yeah, see, when I was your age, my parents were the ones who corrected me the most. And you know what? I didn't always like it. I wanted to be lazy. I wanted to do what I wanted to do. I wanted to be disrespectful. But they kept correcting me because they knew those things were not right. Now, do you know one of the reasons God gives us parents? If you want to learn how to trust and obey God, whom you can't see, then you must learn to trust and obey your parents first, who you can see. See, God gave your parents as an authority for you to learn how to trust someone and then follow them. So that as you get older, you can learn how to trust him and follow him. By listening to your parents, accepting their correction, changing your actions, you are staying on the path to life. So that as you get older, you will be prepared to listen to God's directions, his corrections, adjust to what he says, and stay on that pathway to life. If you want God to use you in a great way for his kingdom, which I'm betting if you're listening to this podcast, you do want that when you get older, then that means accepting your parents' correction today. So here's my challenge for you. I want you today to be very intentional to accept every one of your parents' corrections today with a good attitude. Right. Now, I might be asking a lot there. You know, from the little small things, like when they tell you to get your elbows off the table, I mean, come on, mom, right? To the big things, like them telling you not to lie, but instead tell the truth. If you're intentional about accepting every correction today, I think you're going to notice that your day goes so much better, it might just even inspire you to try again tomorrow. 
This is what I say to my own boys. Whenever they're kind of pushing back and they don't want to accept my correction, this is what I tell them. I say, when you accept my correction and don't fight it, everything works out better for you. See, accepting your parents' correction is definitely one of the building blocks of becoming unique and unforgettable for God's kingdom. So are you up for that challenge? And I think you are because you're not a little kid anymore. You're a preteen. And so you can take these hard challenges and a challenge that lasts all day long for you to accept every single one of your parents' correction without fighting it and see the difference that it makes. You know, I can't wait to hear from some of you about how you have applied this truth in your lives this week. This is definitely one of the harder things I've challenged you to do, but I think you can do it. So this week, when you accept correction, I want you to tell me about it and tell me how it turned out. So don't forget, go out to my website, chickenandwafflespodcast.com, and leave me that 20-second voicemail on my website so I can celebrate with you. I believe you can do this. And I believe that the Lord will then honor it and honor your obedience and your acceptance of correction so that you can go stronger and become more unique and more unforgettable for God's kingdom. Hey, I'm looking forward to hearing from you about how you have put God's word into action concerning this. Remember, every time you learn and obey God's word, you're becoming unique and unforgettable, just like chicken and waffles. I'll see you next time.